Hello. I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> How would you laugh? Which is very sensual. Hello. Well, maybe oh. don't say bloody disaster. Right before we start. <laughs> I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. <laughs> I'm Tristan Miller, saucy sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy, and welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Calling or I did, yeah. And I now call this meeting to order. Gosh okay. darn it. <laughs> Perfect I've had the job. least experience in showing this show. I've done it like four times in today's show. <laughs> <laughs> I just said my name. I thought we were all going to introduce ourselves. <laughs> <sighs> no, I'm, d- I'm done. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod because Audible, unlike my co-hosts, is always there for me. <laughs> it's true. I just downloaded a bunch of... Uh, books on Audible. <laughs> Sorry, it was like internet pornography. <laughs> <laughs> when I was went to watch, uh, I uh, went to watch an episode of Poirot. Yeah, and uh, my boyfriend, who was still asleep probably at the time, uh, thought I said porno. No, I'm gonna watch a porno. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, "Are you still asleep?" And he's like, "Yeah." Uh. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna watch." Poirot, which he heard as porno, and went, okay. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's nice to be accepted. Yeah. But yeah, I just downloaded a bunch of things that I haven't listened to yet, um, but I downloaded some Amy Poehler, Yes, Please. All right. I downloaded Michelle Obama's book, mm-hmm. uh, Becoming, and I downloaded uh, The Devil in the White City uh, by Eric Larson. Hmm. Well, there goes to my autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> That one is uh, crime and murder related, not Tyler's, I assume, but but the actual book I downloaded. I haven't listened to them yet, but I'm excited about it. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, you can pre-order at uh, the new Black Panther Party. That's for Tyler. Uh, <laughs> not a real thing. As far as I know. Uh, the new Black yeah. Blackpanther.gov. Dot net. Dot adu. Dot gov shut us down. They yeah, shut yeah, us down that makes sense. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, we got an interesting one for you today. Yeah, so, story time. Um, Ooh, settle in. My, it's pretty short. Um, <laughs> it's as interesting as it is long, which is the correct ratio. Um, oh. My computer crashed while I was on my tour, and we lost the original episode of this. So we have to now remember a book that we all read about a month and a half ago. Yep. So this should be real fun, fam. It's going to be so confusing and probably mostly goofy. We're talking about ABC Murder today not the mm-hmm. new 
Amazon. Serious? <laughs> God. That we haven't watched yet. Have no. you watched it? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I refuse to do so. Wait, what? No, we're, we're no. Okay, we're, we're going to do this. it. Okay, I'm going to have to I'm watch have a every relapse. incarnation of Murder Big Orient Express, <laughs> we are going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just, I'm going to just have a relapse. I'm going to be just, I have to be high as a kite to the project. Just be no, John no. Malkovich, okay? <laughs> It's not that hard. Hey, hey. Yeah, Brad Pitt can t- <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? John Malkovich is playing Poirot in an Amazon adaptation of of uh, ABC Murders. And oh. his oh, accent... That's posting of where I got called out about not remembering every Agatha Christie book ever Oh, written. I see. <laughs> I, uh... We love you. Uh, I, I, it was... Yes, we're, we we're just... Yeah. We're just having, having some fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But John Malkovich's accent in that trailer, oh, uh, oh boy, <laughs> it's, and he doesn't have a mustache, he has like a goatee, it doesn't make what? any sense. He it, has a stash, it is a light stash, it is not the most glorious mustache that the world has ever seen, which is how Poirot is described, I believe in the murder of the Express, like he's supposed to have like a really pronounced the, Yeah, it's big, it, yeah, it's big, it's a big thing. It's big some. Yeah. Sometimes they call it mustaches. Yeah, because and that's why I think Kenneth Branagh opted for technically four strands of hair out of his face. <laughs> uh, Jay-Z Ridley said this very funny thing of like, yeah, the mustache was second on the call sheet. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, okay, we will watch it, but. Yes. Uh, okay, so we read a month and a half ago <laughs> uh, a, a book called The ABC Murders by... British writer Agatha Christie, featuring her characters Hercule Poirot, Arthur Hastings, and Chief Inspector Jap. Uh, anyway, yes. So, um, this is a book about... Am I... Oh, okay. It's really difficult reading this book uh, as a dyslexic person. <laughs> the title alone was confusing. <laughs> the cab murder. Yes, <laughs> 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 Dyslexia is like it's just like anagrams. Yeah, a lot of the time. Okay. Um, and then like a lot of the times, if I misspell something, I like I have no idea whether or not it's misspelled. Like I will put, and I can't recall which one is right. Like friend, um, I'll put F R I E N D. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so I'll put F R E N D, and I'll like I have no idea which one is accurate or yeah. right. Mm. Thank God for spell check. Yeah. Um, because if I was even like twenty years ago, people would be like, "Oh, the boy's stupid." Right? <laughs> They're just would be like, "He's Isn't mad crazy? dumb." Yeah, yeah. It's really unfortunate that that happened, but I am glad that people figured out you're smart anyway. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so returning from South America, Arthur Hastings meet with, meets with his old friend Hercule Poirot at his new flat in London. Poirot shows him a mysterious letter that he has received signed ABC that details a crime that is to be committed very soon, which he suspects will be a murder. Two more letters of the same nature soon arrive to his flat, each prior to a murder being carried out by ABC and then committed in alphabetical order as follows. Alice Asher, killed in her tobacco shop in Andover. Elizabeth Betty Barnard, a flirty waitress killed on the beach at Bexhill. And Sir Carmichael Clark, a wealthy man killed at his home in Churchston. Each murder, in each murder, an ABC railway guide is left beside the victim. Okay. I mean, that's a very interesting summary for, like, the first 
half of the book. I know. <laughs> yeah. So what did we remember that we liked about the first half of the book? Well, first, I have a best friend named Cameron Clark, and I now yeah. want his child to be named Carmichael. Yeah. When and if that ever happens. Yes. Yes. Um, so I do remember how do you like, remember? oddly <laughs> Sorry, I'm already <laughs> off track. I do remember how like oddly I'm reading into this. Uh, how oddly turned on Poirot was about oh, yeah. murder. He was mad horny He's, for this murder. Oh my gosh. Mad, mad horny murder. murder. My favorite so podcast. <laughs> Fourth title of a children's book. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. What this appears to be is someone like a... Sorry, I just yeah. need, need something in uh, Tristan's office. Uh, oh really? What do you need? Uh, um, <laughs> I hit it with my knee. It was a tripod. Anyway, um, did you trip what do you on need? that? Okay, mm. I'm there now. Yeah. I'm a, okay. Okay. We got it. Um, but yeah, no, he gets very excited because it, it seems like it's not like someone who's in for you know. Typical murder reasons, you know? Like, someone isn't doing this in a in the way that most people murder. The way that most people murder is like, I need something out of this situation. <laughs> this is like a serial killer type profile. Yeah. Where yeah. they're like, I just want to murder because I think it's great. And... Um, boy, I just love killing. Boy, I just love killing. Exactly. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best characters from Rick and Morty. Kabopulous uh, Michael, he's just an assassin. He's just, and that's what he says one time. Huh. He's just like, boy, I just love killing. Okay. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Here I go. And this is, you know... So, I understand where Poirot is fascinated by this. Yeah, yeah. He's Absolutely. <laughs> and he's doing it in a very... You know, methodical. Way. Yeah. It's very methodical, too. And Poirot likes his methods and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, first name, last name, city. Everything starts with the same letter. It's in order. Um, so it's like a puzzle for Poirot. It's like a murder puzzle. And, yeah. Two of his favorite things. Yeah, truly. Exactly, combined. It's his great passion. Two great tastes to go great together. Yeah. And, like, Hastings, I feel, like, is just excited to just be doing something with Poirot again. Yeah, it's so cute. visiting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's already something up. Yeah. He even of says course. in the introduction, he's like, man, I hope something's up. And then <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's just excited to get the gang back together. It's really sweet. Yes, it is. Um, so they're kind of running all around the country trying yeah. to thwart these murders before they happen um, and they're not able to yeah and these first three Poirot has an interesting attitude uh this first couple of chapters of like people are like are you gonna try and stop him and he's like i don't know enough to do that people are gonna die right and they're like yeah. you can't just do that and he's like what well, you have, don't have a choice right i have nothing to go on <laughs> yeah. yeah and i also just love how like everyone is like you have to do something Poirot. and Poirot, like you're also detectives. Do your damn job. Yeah. How about that? It's like, I'm retired. Yeah, technically I should be doing, what yeah. is it, root vegetables? Like, yeah. Root ma- uh, vegetable, vegetable marrows. marrows, yeah. Which yes. are root vegetables, indeed. Um, 
Zucchini. Zucchini. Um, so yeah. That's my drag name, Zucchini. Zucchini. Oh my god. Well, it seems like Poirot was going a little zoo crazy oh. when left to his own devices. Ooh. Uh, yes. Uh, so along the way, we collect this cast of characters and that they form like the Legion. Right. To figure out these murders. But wait. Nothing beat his oh. old life. Oh. Oh. That's a real vegetable. Care about it. Care it about it. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got it. Turn up for what? <laughs> Sapporo. <laughs> I cannot abide this house music. <laughs> Definitely. Ace things it is too loud. So we get. Well, parsnip it in the bed. No! Last, last, no it's last fine, one. it's fine. We weren't done yet. I, I tried too early. So, okay, the victims that we have are Alice Asher. She's the first victim. She's mm-hmm. an elderly woman, no children. She is the owner of a tobacco shop in Andover. Great. Betty Barnard, um, the second victim, a young... Here, This is what uh, Wikipedia says. A uh, young, flirtatious, part-time waitress. She's more than that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> She's more than that than to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Sir Carmichael Clark, yeah. uh, the third victim... Who's a rich, childless old man. I love the name Carmichael because it's like, you couldn't decide on just Michael. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted, like, another name plus yeah. Michael. What's that? Carmichael, the bad dog, and all dogs go to heaven? I don't remember that. It was too scary okay. for me to watch as a kid. That's, honestly, that's, that's fair. It's there's hell in that movie. The, it's Do- the Don Bluth, like, children's film that we grew up with, like, they're, like, Anastasia. There was a whole Rasputin Underworld bit that got, like, a little... Yeah. He just, he went to... He was not place. afraid. Yeah. He was not afraid to go dark, which is appreciated, yeah. but also, like, is spooky. Yeah. So... The other folks we have in this. Oh, right. <laughs> right. oh because Car Michael was the yeah, 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 yeah. I was <laughs> My bad. Uh, is we've got Franklin Clark, who is Carmichael's brother, and who Franklin Clark, for some reason, throughout the book as I was reading, was Cameron in my brain. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. which was That's weird. Fun. I I love that casting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I. Uh, is, yeah, he's the aggrieved younger brother um, and his immediate successor. Ooh. Um, successor. Uh, yep. Uh, assisting Poirot in the investigation, <laughs> responsible for inspiring Poirot to form the group. And then there's Mary Drower, who is Asher's niece. Who I imagined is Mary Berry, despite her being young. Great. Uh, Megan Barnard, Betty's elder, sensible, comparatively down to earth sister. So then we get uh, Donald Fraser. Uh, Played by Hugh Fraser in my mind. So there's two of them. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Betty's would-be fiancé and a temperamental man, who's, of course, everyone thinks that he killed her because it's always the fiancé. Who's mad all the time. (laughs) And then there's Thora Gray, who is Sir Carmichael Clark's attractive young assistant. Um, And... uh, other people, we've got, of course, uh, Alice Asher's uh, alcoholic and estranged husband, Franz, who is the initial suspect in that murder. Christoph Fault. Yes, probably. Um, 
Though he's described as big, and I like this idea of, like, big Christoph Waltz. Like, if you just blew him up in Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> should yeah. be, like, the size of Shrek, per se. Yeah. We have technology for that. Um, and then, of course, Sir Carmichael's wife, Charlotte Clark. Um, this is my favorite description. Suffering from terminal cancer, rendered delusional or irritated by the medi- medicine she takes. <laughs> well, which is it? That's a huge difference. It's like played honestly, by Cicely Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> and like just irritated. Yeah, because and I don't think it's the medication. I think it's the fact that she's dying of cancer Perhaps. and she has all this stuff to deal with. It's like I, I'm just done not having it anymore and that is her whole attitude which is understandable and frankly correct yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, okay frankly I thought that was the brother oh Uh so oh boy folks (laughs) yes Uh, so we've got this legion and uh, one key similarity between the murders is established um, after meeting with Lady Clark, the irritated lady who I love, um, on the day of each murder, a man selling silk stockings has appeared at or near each crime scene. Despite this information, Poirot has doubts about why the letters were sent to him rather than the police or the newspapers. I mean, that is true. Uh, and why the third letter misspelled Poirot's address, causing a delay in his receipt of it. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That exasperated sigh was because I just remembered what my semicolon title to this okay, was. Okay, ABC oh, Murders. Okay. Semicolon. Get the cussed out. Or get cussed out. That's what it was. Great. <laughs> uh, ABC sends his next letter directing everybody to Doncaster. Doncaster? Doncaster? Don, yeah, Doncaster. Right. Doncaster. Doncaster, really? Because everything in... It's Gloucester or... Uh, or, Gloucester. I'm sorry, Gloucester. It's Gloucester. And uh, Lancashire. And, like, it's always, you know, you kind of lose the end of it. But so, Doncaster, anyway, where it is suspected the next murder will occur at the race meeting the next day? I yeah, there's yeah. a big uh, foot race, eh? Foot race? foot race? I thought it was, I imagined a foot race. I actually imagined you doing a foot race. Oh, I, I thought it was a horse it's race. A, yeah. A horse race? Yeah. Well, I can imagine you doing a horse race, too. That's the fun thing about imagination, folks. You can anything up there. You ever think about that? You can imagine anything. Anything you want. Take a brief pause, listeners, and imagine imagine something. Something pleasant. Any happy little thought? (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Uh, However, the murderer strikes at a cinema instead. And the victim's name does not match the alphabetical pattern of the other killings, which is very frustrating. Can I tell you, I am mad about this to this day. Yeah, I just, like, it hurts my brain to think about that. It's like he just goofed so hard. I'm done with this book. Uh, Oh, okay. I was just upset. Like, can you imagine, like, going out to, like, a cinema? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just, like, I imagine, like, they're just, like, on a really bad date, and, like, things just aren't going well, and, like, and you get murdered? Like, that's just... (laughs) I was waiting for the post-credit scene, and I got stabbed. Right? Yes. No, that is also true. But, like, it is Uh, very frustrating that the pattern didn't stay consistent. That's fair, I guess. Um... The police soon get a tip off about um, the man linked to the murders, uh, the traveling salesman of the stockings, 
whose name is Alexander Bonaparte Cust. Ooh. Which is an amazing name. Mm. Uh, he is epileptic, and he suffers from memory blackouts and constant anguishing. No, it says agonizing. Sure, anguishing is fine, too. Um, anguish-inducing? Sure, I like that. Headaches as a result of a head injury during the First World War, or as they called it then. The, the Great, Great War. War. Yeah. Uh, he got shot in the head and lived, so that's cool, but also it makes sense that he would... Have a headache, chronic migraines from getting shot in the head. Poor guy. No, there was a Unless thing he's killing people. where a man got stabbed yeah. in the head, Nick and like he was still like able like to walk yep. himself. Who was to the, the hospital? What's his name? Amazing. Yeah. He got a hit with a railroad spike. Oh, that guy too. Yeah. Oh, so two times is. Oh, yeah. This man was stabbed like with a knife. Phineas Gage is the guy yeah. who got stabbed with a railroad spike, and he is in all of the psychology textbooks because it talks about how he basically, like, he lived, but his personality completely changed. And, like, he had been, like, kind of a mild-mannered guy, and then he became, like, rage-filled and angry, and much like, you know, CTE will do to you, and some Chris Benoit kind of stuff happening, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Personalities are so fragile. I mean, uh, they're not until they are. Like, (laughs) I think you could say that about anything, Melissa. It's certainly not men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was a joke. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I did. Just want to make that clear for those listening. Oh, and just to be clear, none of us actually think murder is a good idea. We're making jokes about things. Specifically, fictional murder. Fictional murder's fine. Yes. You can imagine anything. Right. (laughs) But you don't have to take my word for it. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. uh, Sidebar corner. Um, Sidebar sidebar corner. That's very redundant of me. Sidebar corner. Sidebar uh, could just be in the side of the room. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the corner. But it's a corner with a sidebar, and you can get some some cocktails. That is what I'm calling like the corner pocket, uh, like a pool table or something. Yeah, it's It's for it's for tangents and cocktails. The sidebar. I'm opening this place. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so they find Cust and he flees his apartment, but Um. upon arriving at the end of a police station where he is taken into custody. There we go. (laughs) Custody, yeah. What did I say? Custody. Because Cust is in the name and the word. (laughs) I'm like, did I missay it? No. Okay. Apart from claiming that a stalking firm hired him, he lacks any memory of committing the murders, but believes he must be guilty of them because he had been at the cinema where the last murder occurred and found blood on his sleeve and a knife in his pocket after he had left. Oh, that's so scary. I know, right? Can you imagine? Poor guy. Um, The police learn that the firm in question never hired Cust. Uh, their search of his room turns up an unopened box of railway guides, the ABC railway guides, and the typewriter and fine paper used in ABC's letters while the knife is discovered in the hallway outside his room where he dropped it. Poirot doubts Cust's guilt because of his memory blackouts and especially because he had a solid alibi for the Bexhill murder. Mm. It's just wild. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating 
So then they have a meeting with the Legion, which is... So dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the drama is things. The human drama. And... Okay. Yeah, so... Sorry, the, I don't like the way this... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Um, I'm calling anyone from Wikipedia who knows... Like, people who write and update Wikipedia articles. Update... Updaters? Updaters. Someone help this page. Because Please. this is a weird summary. Don't today. And, it, like, the, the <laughs> next thing is the reveal of the murderer in this yeah. summary, and it's not a good time. Yeah. Um... I would like to say something. Yes, yeah. turn to Australian for a second. I would like to say something. I think you should. Um, what's also very interesting through the uh, the entirety of this book is everyone is like, this guy is a madman. He's clearly insane, and and one of the reasons Poirot doesn't exactly believe it's this guy that they've cussed is because he did send a letter but it didn't like one of the letters didn't match the previous format Mm -hmm. and it didn't make sense and the whole thing about the serial killer is it's so methodical yeah and one of his mantras is like no there's there's logic to it Mm -hmm. and then there was a break in the logic which really allows them to find out what's going on with these crimes but it's i think very interesting like the fact that he does like a cop to like even people who have like mental health issues there's still a logic to it like it makes sense to them it's consistent just because it's not how most people see it doesn't mean it's like yeah random and i mean killers their mo's can Killer, I hardly know her. That's terrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty terrible. Uh, but killers often have, uh, like, sometimes their MO will change. Yeah. But in certain ways, not like this. And what happens in the cinema is that a man is killed, but it ends up being, and I don't know why it doesn't reference it. It's so weird the way this is laid out. Um, so in the cinema, uh, this guy, what is his name? Um, oh, George Earlsfield is a barber who is stabbed at the cinema uh, in Doncaster, Doncaster, whatever. Um, when it seems like the intended victim was actually a guy named Roger Downs, who's a school teacher visiting the cinema um, and finds Earlsfield's body so like they're sitting next to each other as right. well so earl's field you know was not the intended victim uh downs was but the killer was getting sloppy basically it's just like uh gotta get one of these guys dead and <laughs> didn't really uh didn't really pay that much attention which does not seem like it's not the same mo and like the movie theater is weird because it's a public yeah. space like while a lot of people are around so there's much more room for error it does not seem like this our guy is it's, it doesn't make sense anyway um just sloppy hashtag yeah. not my murder <laughs> so Poirot then, like, has a revelation and figures out who it is. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's really the next part, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. So break? So break. Give me a break. 
Give me a break. No, no. no. I was I was waiting for you to finish your thought. Was it supposed to join in? Yeah. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) Break off a piece of that that murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello. This is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth, and. I have a few things I'd like to say. Number one, please do go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and use that free month to get a free audiobook. Bunch of great ones there. I'm in the middle of the Mr. Rogers biography. It is excellent. Also, you're going to go to patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller to support this program and other programs like it. You can follow me at Tristan J. Miller 1 on Twitter, Tyler at at it's Tyler Riley and Melissa at Melissa J. Maley. That's pretty much it. Um, oh, right. We're on the Scavengers Network, an excellent network of various internet programming for your fine consumption. You can check out historical hotties, spooky spouses, and a bunch of other alliterative podcasts there. They also have video content. We're constantly updating you and the website to keep you informed. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, it's This one was really fun, y'all. It was... Uh, I, we had a blast. Okay, bye. Love you. Uh, okay, so... We have our big parlor reveal with the Legion. At, yeah, and Poirot... Um, says that Franklin Franklin Clark is actually the ABC murderer. Jacques. Which is surprising, considering the fact that it seemed like the work of a serial killer. So why would he want to kill all these people? <sighs> the fact is, he really didn't want to kill all these people. Um, he wanted to kill his brother. Okay. Um, so, so Frank did it, right? Yeah. Franklin did it, yeah. Did Frankie. It. Mm-hmm. Frankie C. So... Okay, with Lady Clark dying, he was afraid that his brother Carmichael would marry somebody else and that he wouldn't get his money. Yeah. It's always about money. Stupid money. Um, <laughs> Listen, as a capitalist, I love money. I hate it. It's, it's dumb. Um, I know I need it, but it's annoying. And we'd like more of it. Yeah, no, we do. Go to audibletrial.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yes, he decides that since his um, brother could remarry, um, he needs to kill him before his wife dies so that all their money will go to him. Franklin. All your cash belong to us. Yeah. Um, so that he will be the inheritor. However, um, he has a chance encounter with Cust at a pub um, and then... They like like they lock eyes across the room. Oh, exactly, man. and he's not like, worth stuttering over. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this guy is the guy that will get me out of this and still allow me to kill my brother. He disguised his crime as part of a serial killing. Having created the letters Poirot would receive, Franklin set up Cust with his job, giving him the typewriter and other items Franklin Franklin would use to frame him for the murderers. Murders. My gosh, I can't talk. A uh, suggestion by Hastings makes clear that the third letter was misaddressed intentionally so that Franklin 
would not be thwarted uh, or interrupted by the police. Franklin then followed Cust to the cinema, committed the last murder, and planted the knife on him as he left. So Franklin's like, no, this is nonsense. But he panics because Poirot says that there's a fingerprint that matches his on the typewriter key. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then Franklin attempts to commit suicide with his own gun, only to find that Poirot has emptied it with the help of a pickpocket. Yeah, which is so gangster. It's so cool. <laughs> this guy just pulls out... What? He pulls out a gun, tries to shoot it, and then he's like, ah, God, beans. Ah, beans is what he says. <laughs> oh, poop. Um, direct quote. Um, but yeah, so... Um, I'm sorry, Tyler, did you not like me calling it gangster? Is that bad? I just... I don't think it was, but we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and, and and then for some reason, Poirot is like, ah, you, Donald and Megan, you should get together. And they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a regular, oh, never mind. Matchmaker. Uh, Dolly, Dolly from Hello, Dolly. Gallagher. There we go. Yeah. Dolly Levi Gallagher. Um. Thank you. And then Cust tells Poirot that the press have made him an offer for his story, which is great. Um, so he'll be... That poor guy. Um, Poro suggests that he demand a higher price and that his headaches may have arisen from his spectacles, not, you know, getting shot or stabbed in the head, whatever. Uh, once alone, Poirot tells Hazel. <laughs> I'm sorry, the visual of getting stabbed in the head is both horrifying and hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, because you know, you have those costume Halloween costumes, yeah, you know, like an arrow through Yeah. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, what, guys? I'm fine. And then everybody's gone, and Poro's like, hey, Hastings, guess what? That fingerprint? <laughs> it was a bluff. Uh, totally wasn't there. But I got him. Um, exactly. Okay, so what do we think of this book? Okay. Um, from what I remember of our original episode that we recorded, I like this... <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, but I remember liking this book a lot because of the fact that it's really interestingly written in as much as you have the first-person Hastings parts, and then parts that Hastings is not around for, and he pieces together after the fact that are right. done in third-person um, that follow Cust. Yeah. Um, however, I could tell that it wasn't him because otherwise we wouldn't have spent time on it. You know, um, so I had no idea who it was up until the very end, and that made it very enjoyable yes, for me. That is fun. I remember really enjoying all the interactions between Poirot and Hastings. I thought Inspector Chrome was kind of superfluous as a character. You could have just had yeah. Jap do his normal Jappy thing. I mean, I didn't even mention him at all in the... Uh, like, the recap, I don't think. Yeah. Because, like... He was there. I mean, I guess he... inspector who dis. Yeah. He has some interaction with Poirot that's kind of interesting, but it's not essential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so... But I think... I still think I give it like an eight and a half or nine out of ten. I really remember enjoying this book. And I think it also had to do with the fact that I physically read it. And yes. I could go at my own pace. Um, which And the chapters were very short, which I appreciate. Yeah, short chapters, great great thing 
Um, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Short chapters, great things. Yes. <laughs> Walmart. That'll be my t-shirt. Um, <laughs> Short chapters, great thing. Um, so I, huh, I actually would have liked it better if it had turned out to be a true serial killer kind of thing. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed that it didn't go down that road. Um, I think I'd give it like six and a half, seven. Okay. Um, because I just find that fascinating and I haven't seen Poirot deal with that and I really, really would love to. Um, I It's kind of not Agatha's style, I guess. I mean, I haven't... There's always a motive. There's always a reason for everything other than, you know, I just like killing. Um, so I guess it would be a huge break with how she does things but I mean I think that'd be very interesting yeah um yeah I would also like to mention there are some like uh interesting conversations surrounding mental health in this book yes. with some of which are aggravating and some of which are not and mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that she wrote uh Poirot to be sympathetic to this person That's um very nice. yeah it was very interesting and at one point Hastings accuses basically Poirot of, of also having compulsions and he's like no I'm not I'm fine I'm just uptight it's fine and it's like listen Poirot it's okay it's okay that you have a mental illness yeah we all do you know it's a jungle out there yeah disorder and confusion everywhere but no one seems to care but I do hey who's in charge here Adrian Monk Abe. What is it? Uh, no, char- I, I believe that Charles is in charge, actually. Oh, I see. There you go. Uh, characters welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Tyler, what'd you think? Oh. Uh, I remember giving it a high rating originally. I no longer... <gasps> you rescind? I rescind my higher... <gasps> oh. I think I give it like a 7 or an 8 or something like that originally. Mm. But because of the fact that it's only been a month and I remember so little about this <laughs> oh. book. <laughs> That's yeah. why like, it's no parallel house. It's not as impressionable as mm. I thought. Which is interesting because it's one of our more famous Poirot stories. There's had been a lot yeah. of adaptations of it. There have been quite a few. Like I feel like I remember Murder on the Muse more than I remember mm. this book. Mm. Um... I, I still liked it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not murder for Christmas. Um, <laughs> my problem uh. was much like <laughs> Melissa. Like, I was really hoping for, like, a serial killer situation, especially because how horny for murder everyone seemed to be at the top of the book. Yeah. Um, but the crime also didn't, like, satisfy me. Like, it didn't make sense to me that you're, like... You honestly need money, want money, and like that's the whole motivation behind the killing for Franklin. Yet he spends so much money on this scheme. Like he hires someone full time, buys. That's such a good point. Buys silk stockings from a money to make money. You're buying like you're buying fucking silk stockings from like a wholesaler or something. Just invest. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, you end up murdering the wrong person in the end because they went to the cinema instead of the track. If you're spending all this money, just buy them a ticket to the track. And, like, Mm -hmm. say you won, like, a contest or something. Like, 
Just lie. Yeah, just do the thing to make it make sense. It's tomfoolery. Gosh, regular murderers should not try to do a serial killer's job. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Murderers, stay in your lane. Yeah. Is what this boils down to. Uh, All right. How many mustaches? I... Six. Six stashes. So mm-hmm. an average of seven? I guess. I yeah. think so. Makes sense. I mean, I think that's right. correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say uh, you gave me an idea when you were talking, Tristan. Oh, good. Uh, when you said Jacques. Yes. Picture this. Okay? A detective mm-hmm. named Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack Hughes is the name <laughs> of the program. That's very fun. Boom. Um, I... Always, I had a, a joke a while back, a tweet, if you will, of a <laughs> a detective in a hot tub, a jacuzzi. Oh. oh, I like it. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I knocked things over on your desk while you were making a joke. It's fine. It <laughs> happens like all the time. Like a like murder or detective talk show, a la like James Brown hot tub. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too hot for the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that we're done with this one, which is how we end all of our episodes. Yeah, okay. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm adding the pressure to type. Yeah. Okay. What what if I had something else to say? I mean, I don't. (laughs) But what if I did? I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to a close. Cavill sound. What, what? Great.